wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. We have Ted Nestor. And we really wanted to have him back to talk about what predator hunting is and how he's been successful. The predator hunting, uh, I I wasn't really, I wasn't always good at it. Um, You weren't always good at giving advice either. Let me just preface that. There was this one time. Band camp. I wanted to go predator hunting. You know, we need to get cover. He said, well, I don't have no snow camo. I said, well, get a shower liner that's white. I didn't know you were joking. With a shower liner. I'll never forget, we were hunting at your uncle's. Ted just learned how to use a mouth call. Ted kept calling, and every time he'd quit calling, you'd hear what sounded like a coyote calling back, and Ted would go, I hear him. Ted, that's your echo. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, we are back with another episode of Hunting Day, and uh, we have Ted Nestor the man the myth the legend we had him on here last week and we talked about air guns and what he's done in the air gun industry as well as what he's been able to accomplish in west virginia and getting certain laws passed to where people can now hunt big game animals with air guns and uh he had touched a little bit about predator hunting and we really wanted to have him back this week to talk about what predator hunting is and how he's been successful because he's been extremely successful and what it means to conservation and what that means to not only white-tailed deer but also to turkeys to ducks to geese and to all the other animals in the ecosystem and ted um really would love to hear what you got to say about predator hunting absolutely thanks for having me back uh man i don't know where to start uh you know i i've always wanted to do it i'll tell you a good story real quick funny story um (laughs) and stevie knows the story i know the story (laughs) so uh i've always you know i've always really liked the predator hunting uh i I wasn't really i wasn't always good at it Um, you weren't always good at giving advice either let me just preface that okay so back in 2009 when stevie and april and i first met you know i was their camera guide mvp outdoors that's how i got started so i guess you know uh i can you know i wouldn't be here uh with almost heaven outdoors if it wasn't for stevie and april so i thank them for that you know i've you know stevie's been like a brother to me for a long time he's uh he, he's taught me the ways of the filming and you know we've kind of went from there but so earlier on earlier in our relationship uh as friends we come up with this plan you know i want to go predator hunting and stevie and april was like yeah let's go predator hunting well it was it, well you know i lived in virginia and it just happened to be snowing you know and i didn't have no snow camo and i thought you know by this time you know you know, Stevie would mess with me. I would mess with him. So I said, well, you know, we need some, you know, we need to get cover. So uh, he said, well, I don't have no snow camo. And I said, well, just go to Walmart and get a shower liner that's white. I was joking. 
just so you know. Yeah, I but didn't know he was he joking. Up, huh? I didn't he know you were joking. With a shower lighter. Now, he couldn't have got a quiet when he had to get the noisiest shower lighter. I think it was probably only like three bucks. Yeah, but I definitely that, went cheap for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was Stevie Snow Camo, and um, we didn't see nothing. We didn't call nothing in. <laughs> Uh, but it was funny as hell, though. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was one of those things where I wish I could have got that one back. And uh, I, I know I never will. Um, because uh-uh. until recently, that was really closed-lipped. Um, now a lot of people are going to hear about that one. <laughs> but, uh, but, all right, since we're telling funny predator hunting stories, I think that it would be good for everyone to know that the first time me and you went predator hunting in West Virginia... Um, this is something that I think a lot of people that you just go do it and you figure it out along the way. I know it's important to find a mentor and someone that knows what they're doing, but I, at some point you got to start, right? Right. And you learn a lot of hard lessons along the way. And I'll never forget, we were hunting at your uncle's mm-hmm. over at uh, Eric's. Yep. And Ted just learned how to use a mouth call, a coyote mouth call. And his uh, cousin Eric has a really nice shooting house. And uh, we were up in the shooting house calling these coyotes. And yeah, we couldn't afford electric calls at that time. No, we, we couldn't afford electric calls. We couldn't afford any really good light either. I mean, I think we had. Yeah, we which we were in the in the blind. I didn't need my right. really nice snow camo then, and uh, but Dad kept calling, and every time he'd quit calling, you'd hear what sounded like a coyote calling back, and Ted would go, "I hear him," every time, and I'm like, "Ted, that's your echo," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, "It's like a coyote." I was like, "Well." If the chances of two really sick coyotes being two ridges apart are pretty slim right now, <laughs> but he just happens to only call when you call. <laughs> oh, man. See, I got you back on that one because I think you thought I forgot about that one, didn't you? Well, honestly, until you said that, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I'd like to have that one back. <laughs> Uh, but that's that's what's really cool to go from that to where you go out and I see your social media posts and you text me you'll call me you'll kill three and four coyotes a night and you'll go do that you know four and five times a week Um, I mean you've killed some really nice bobcats I've seen you kill a lot of red foxes and uh, you know what was it that took you from me and you hunting when with shower liners and sick coyote calls to to the success that you see right now. I'll tell you, man. You know, I it's I can compare coyote hunting a lot to deer hunting. Um, you know, I grew up deer hunting. I've been hunting since I was nine years old. Um, I didn't kill my first buck until I was fifteen, and I hunted hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I walked a lot. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm old and fat now, but you know, <laughs> I don't go nowhere. The side by side won't go. You know <laughs> but, you know, uh, it took a long time to kill my first buck. And, you know, coyote hunting was a lot like that. You know, it, 
it, you know, it took me a long time to get to where, um, I guess I would say I know what I'm doing, but you know, I learn every stand different things, yeah. you know, different years, uh, vocals and, you know, um, I didn't really, really start getting being successful until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Steve Kreiner, the dog soldier. Um, you know, I've learned some things from him. Um, there's a guy named Heath Baker that, uh, I hunt with out of Kansas. I've learned some stuff from him, but you know, up until about two years ago, me and Amber, we would go out and we would try and try and try and we'd never call nothing in. And then, you know, I would go here and there, here and there. And then two years ago, it, it just, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest thing about coyote hunting or predator hunting in general is playing the wind. Yeah. Um, you know, and here in West Virginia, it's, it's extremely hard, uh, because of the mountains. Yeah. And, you know, the wind shifts so much, but, uh, last, uh, two years ago, I, uh, it just, you know, I started, you know, um, the first night of coyote season, I went out and, uh, I killed two coyotes within the first 15 minutes of the first set. Yeah. Like something clicked and I can't tell you what it was. I don't know because to be honest with you now, I mean, I love the deer hunt. But I'm going to tell you, if somebody told me, hey, let's go kill 150-inch deer or let's go kill a bunch of coyotes, I'm going coyote hunting every time. Well, now I think that that has something to do with the fact that you've killed multiple 150-inch deer also. So coming from a guy that's never killed a 150-inch deer, I'm going to say, nah, I'm not going to go. You go kill your coyotes. I'm going to go kill that 150-inch deer. But that's that's also says a lot about who you are as a hunter and what, what you've accomplished because you've killed multiple whitetails over 150. I know you've killed one whitetail actually this year that was pushing 170, right? I'll tell you, it's funny you say that because, and it's not that, that, that I've give up my deer hunting by no means. I love it still, but I'll tell you what I killed. I killed 169 inch whitetail with a bow this year in Ohio, last year with a bow in Ohio. And it, it's crazy because, um, you know, and I, I'm not bragging. We, we've been very blessed. Uh, we've got 26 shoulder mounts in here and three taxidermists. All of them are over 145 to 150. Yeah. So but here's, I walked up to that 169 inch deer in Ohio this year and I didn't think it was that big. Yeah. And you know, it, and it's not like I've lost my drive to deer hunt, but I think my drive to coyote hunt and predator hunt is, you know, is more. Um, I just love it. It's just something about, you know, I'll go out. Um, I'll go out, you know, last year, I hunted every night. Yeah. I mean, every, you know, I might have missed a couple nights because I was wore out. But, you know, I'll hunt sometimes until 10 o'clock at night, and I've hunted till 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, it, what do I'm you like, – What what's the reason for the drive for coyote hunting? Man, I you know, for one, it saves a lot of the deer. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm – 
I'm big on saving the fawns. You know, this time of the year, coyote hunting is about the best between now and breeding season. Uh, you know, fawns are dropping now. The, the coyotes are coming. The, the pups are coming out of the den. Yep. Um, you know, it's it just, you know, yeah, I'm a killer when it comes to deer, but I also like to save the deer, too. Right. Uh, but it's just, man, I don't know. There's just something about it, uh, and I can't really explain it, you know, it's it's one of them things that you just have to experience you know once once i started killing coyotes man there was no going back yeah i just couldn't you know so beginning of june is about the time that whitetails start fawning pretty much in majority of the u.s so you would yep. say from June until what, like mid-August would be some of the best predator hunting? Yeah, well, between between June and August, and then um, the late season, which is at about, you know, during, uh, you know, January, February, March. Because it's really uh, cold and they're really on the hunt for food? That and breeding season. Breeding, okay. Um, they get real territorial. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about it, but I just love it. You know, yeah. I can get – sometimes Amber will call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, are you okay? And I'll say, yeah, I'm just killing. So, <laughs> just just killing. I mean, I mean, it's – you know, honestly, you can look at coyote, coyote hunting like fishing. If the fish are biting, you stay fishing. Yeah. Coyotes are responding and still coming in and they're killing. You know, you're killing them. You keep killing. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I actually just got back from Florida. We did uh, some offshore bottom fishing, and I, man, like the f- one day we went two days, and the first day I wore them out, and then the second day that we went, and uh, well, let me back up. The first day, me and April both wore them out. Okay, the second day that we went fishing, April wore them out, and I fed them. And that day couldn't end soon enough for me. <laughs> yeah. You've heard that. You know, there's, there's in the Indian tribes, there's hunters and gatherers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have been a gatherer that day. Actually, I wouldn't have been allowed anywhere near it because I was giving all of our food away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the idea of predator hunting, obviously, you get to do stuff in the off season. Um, you get to... I would say by being a really good predator hunter, it's made you a better deer hunter, though, right? Because it, it, yeah, and it, you were talking about playing the wind, but also you know, you don't just go anywhere and predator hunt, right? I mean, you got to have an idea of why you're there, where yeah, you're there. I've got uh, right here in West Virginia, around where I live, I got about fifteen thousand acres okay. that I can hunt, and um, you know, I. I kind of do things, you know, and I learned this is one of the things I learned from Steve Kreiner that, you know, that predator hunting is getting big, just like air guns. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I know people got to learn, you know, cause at, at one time I was the same way, but you know, you got guys now that, that, you know, they'll buy them a gun or a light and a call and they'll go out and all they're doing is educating them. If you don't know what you're doing, Yeah. not that hurt, but nine times out of 10, that's what's happening. So if I go to a property and I kill one or two coyotes, I won't go back to that spot for another three weeks to a month. Okay. Uh, because, you know, I use thermals. Um, 
I got a thermal scope and a handheld thermal. And, you know, just because you, you have a thermal don't mean you see them all. Right. Um, because they, you know, to some point they will get educated uh, if you go back night after night after night. Yeah. So you've got to, it's, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of factors that come into it. You know, play in the wind is a lot of it, you know, strategy. So, I mean, a couple nights ago I went and I had three coyotes, I mean, in the field dead to rights, but the wind was blowing the wrong way. So I let them go. I didn't, even, I didn't even stop and call, you know, I, I hate it because I know I could have killed them, but it's just, you know, it's no fun to pull up in the field and shoot them. No. And not- <laughs> I mean, I've shot them off my lawnmower a couple times mowing the grass. That was, I mean, I had fun, <laughs> but, but I, I, I can see what you're saying. It's uh it's a lot like turkey hunting in a sense that it's a chess match of you versus them. Oh yeah. And then nine times out of 10, they're, ten, they're, they're always smarter than you. Yeah. You know, well, you've always got that one coat that you can't kill. Um, last year and uh, you know a lot of people will tell me I'm crazy but I know it was the same coyote Uh, I called him in three times twice last year one this time or this year Yeah, and this didn't get so lucky Um, I seen him in the daylight and he had a real real black uh, stripe down his back now most coyotes have stripes black stripe down their back but this one was more black uh, like more just more than one strike he was more of a black coyote yeah uh, and i knew it was him because i'd seen him in the daylight twice copy that so my suggestion for you with him is to get you a road runner <laughs> and, <laughs> and an acme anvil <laughs> no um so how many coyotes have you killed in a season what's the most you've killed uh last year i killed 44 44 coyotes now this this year i'm i'm up to 28 28 and when will you stop hunting never well okay <laughs> good point that was a bad no, question i mean it just you know i it depends you know i i've been pretty busy with work i haven't got to go near as much as i did last year though yeah uh, but i'll do you know i'll go to when i go to texas if if the weather depending on what the weather is right now it's too hot to really coyote hunt, um, but I'll do the West Texas big bobcat a couple times a year. Yeah, uh, predator hunting in Texas is is so much better than pre- predator hunting here. Yeah. So tell me real quick about the West Texas bobcat big bobcat contest because until I started working in West Texas, I knew nothing about it and I didn't understand just how big predator hunting is. Um, what was the grand prize? Like, cause it's a multiple week contest. Well, actually, before I butcher it, you just tell us what the contest is, and then also what the what the winner got. So, so they have several different contests in Texas throughout the winter. Um, I, I feel like every little town has a predator contest. Yeah. You know, couple, but the West Texas Big Bobcat is. Uh, they have three of them, January, February, March, and it's in the, the second to the last week of, of each, the end of each month. And it is basically the whole state of Texas. Um, now, there are four-man teams. I think they go, they range anywhere from, on a good, on a good 
contest week weekend and they'll go from saturday at noon till sunday at noon so it's a 24-hour contest and um they'll go anywhere from you know a bad bad year or a bad contest you'll have about 250 to 300 teams um i think i heard the last one which i didn't get to do the one this year because i was busy but the last contest in march i think there was around 400 teams so 1600 people uh, west texas um and i think the payout was around sixty five thousand dollars for a big bobcat big bobcat and the you know they're they're serious you know like you said man they they take their serious in texas when it comes to predator hunting um like if you get the biggest bobcat uh you check it in once they get have weigh-ins uh whoever got the biggest bobcat uh they make you take a lie detector test yeah because there's you know sixty thousand dollars that's a lot of money to you know because they've had guys that that'll catch bobcats and feed them all year uh get them big and then kill them and turn them in yeah so it's it's a serious business down there you know and it's but it's it's fun um i really like i I really like doing that contest just because it's you know, you. I always take coyote hunting or predator hunting serious, but when you go out and you do a contest like that, every shot counts. Yeah. Um, every move you make counts, and it's, you know, it. You know, I hunt with the guy. The guys that I hunt with, they're very ethical. Um, the one contest I did with them, I'll tell you how honest they are. We were on the way to a property to call. And we had to go through another property that we didn't have permission to hunt. And we seen three bobcats on the way. And one of them would have won, would have won the contest. Yeah. It's probably, the guy said he was probably over 40 pounds. That's a big bobcat. And we didn't shoot him. We could have killed him and, you know, but, you know, a lot of people maybe would have. But, you know, it's it's good to get, get yourself around people like that. Keeps you honest. And, you know, it's just good to have people like that that hunt with you. Yeah that don't cheat and you know yep so could you imagine a 40 pound bobcat because i've seen videos where bobcats have uh attacked deer you know and we're talking like 25 pound 30 pound bobcats so that's uh that's pretty wild very wild biggest cat i've ever killed was about 32 pounds yeah that's a real big cat so ted We've uh we've covered a lot here on this predator hunting episode, and uh, you've you've been all around the country. You've you've hunted animals a lot like me. You've hunted different states, and you've had a great time, and you've killed a lot of amazing animals. And uh, one question I have for you, man, is if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you go, and what would you kill? Man, I don't know. I. I'd really like to go to uh, New Zealand, kill a red stag with okay. a bow. That's that would be one amazing accomplishment right there. Are you right. talking like backpack in or no side by side? Okay, all right. I, that's kind of what I was thinking, but at the same time, I thought I don't, I don't know, man. I, I've always dreamed of you know Amber and I have talked a lot about going to uh, Colorado and and 
and hunting elk with a bow. Yeah. And backpacking in and, you know, doing it like that. Um, I just, I, you know, I would stay in New Zealand, though, just because it would be different. Yeah. All right. So if any of our listeners would want to get a hold of you on Instagram or Facebook, Almost Seven Outdoors? Yeah, Almost Seven Outdoors. I think the Facebook is Almost Seven Outdoors with Ted Namber. Um, Instagram is Almost Seven Outdoors. And then we have a Twitter also uh, and a website, just Almost Seven Outdoors.com. And Carbon TV, uh, that's mainly where we do. And uh, uh, we do a local station here in West Virginia on WDTV, third and fourth quarter. All right, Ted, I really appreciate you being on. We've covered a lot of great information over the last two weeks, everything from air gun hunting to predator hunting. And, uh, man, catching up on some uh, some really funny stories of me and you, that's been fun as well. Thanks again, guys. And to our listeners, I really appreciate you for all your love and support. And until next time, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.